If you've got a mortgage, the first Tuesday of the month has become a lot less scary than it was last year, with the Reserve Bank apparently no longer on its rate rise spree. Today, the RBA left interest rates on hold for the second time in a row as its efforts to bring down inflation continue. Governor Michelle Bullock says uh, she sees inflation affecting everybody, even music fans. On Taylor Swift tickets, I'd say that uh, from my own experience is that um, my kids uh, put money away to do it. They forewent other things in order to be able to afford Taylor Swift. So I think there's also um, issues. People are deciding what's really important to them and what's not as important to them. And clearly a lot of people... Taylor Swift is very important. Yeah, there's the cost of living and then there's the cost of Swift. Uh, Michelle Bullock, uh, very on point with the RBA messaging, uh, really encouraging people to save, not spend. Independent economist Nikki Hutley has been keeping a close eye on Taylor Swift tickets, but also the Reserve Bank's movements, and she joins me now. Not exactly a surprise, Nikki, that the rates were kept on hold today uh, from what Michelle Bullock had to say. How do you think the RBA is feeling about the impact it's having on inflation? Look, they should be feeling pretty um, pretty happy. In fact, um, if anything, their um, forecasts were a little bit too pessimistic uh, late last year, um, pessimistic on inflation, over-optimistic over on growth. Um, so they should be feeling somewhat um, relieved. But, of course, we heard the governor say that, um, you know, she, we're not done and dusted yet. There's still more work to be done. Um, and although we've got a number with a four on the monthly numbers, a number with a three in front of it, We've got to get it back within the 2 to 3% band, and they don't think that's going to happen. You know, we've done the easier bits. There's now a, a bit of a harder slog to get down to that, that three level. How likely do you think another rate rise is this year? I mean, there's obviously quite a few decisions to go, but the way things are going, how do you read it? Look, I'd say, you know, barring sort of the, the factor X that we can't predict, um, it seems highly, highly unlikely. Um, I'm prepared to bet a bottle of good wine. We won't see a, a rate rise and we will see a rate cut before the end of the year. Um, that's all suggesting that we don't have some sort of shock to the system. I mean, you know, we don't know with geopolitics and climate change, these things can can send us in directions we, we hadn't anticipated. So never say never, but um, on the basis of, you know, where things are going at the moment, it's looking pretty good. The other thing worth talking about is the US economy being so strong. Uh, mm. The US uh, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell has publicly forecast three rate cuts this year, possibly as early as May, and that's with the US economy cranking as it's been. So how might that influence uh, decision-making factors here in Australia? Well, we used to say that, you know, when the US sneezed, Australia catches a cold. But of course, now China is far more important to, to the Australian um, economy. Obviously, the relative interest rates um, are important. There's a lot of funding that depends on that. The Australian dollar gets influenced by that. And through that, are our export and import prices. So we can't rule out the importance of what's happening in the US. But there are a lot of differences between the US and the way interest rates and monetary policy work um, and the Australian system. So we want to be careful about not drawing too close a parallel between the two. Um, they have gone obviously a lot lot further than we have. Um, but, you know, we should take heart that if, if, if they, they're heading in that direction, despite, you know, the strength in the economy. And this is a thing that no economists have picked. I mean, A, we didn't pick that inflation would get as high as it did post-COVID. 
But now the fact that inflation is coming down with a relatively firm economy, um, and obviously the US economy is doing um, better than the Australian economy, the forecasts in the latest statement on monetary policy released this afternoon do look a little bit grim. You know, we're not in recession territory, but the soft landing is still going to be difficult for a lot of people. Of course, it was Michelle Bullock's first press conference uh, on the same day as the decision was announced and uh, after their two-day meeting. And this is a change introduced after a, a review of the RBA. She obviously knows her populist uh, motifs like uh, Taylor Swift well. <laughs> but otherwise, how do you rate her performance? You say that she may have over-egged some concerns. Look, I actually think she handled self, herself brilliantly. Um, I'm sure the new chief communications officer will be um, sitting there patting herself on on the back for a great job in uh, in prepping her. Um, you know, she was calm, she was confident, um, she batted the questions um, or played the questions with a straight bat, um, and I think she you know, showed, she showed heart. She talked about mental health. She talked about, you know, understanding what actual people are going through, um, while at the same time, you know, being firm about the need to to get inflation under control and not not derailing the path of monetary policy too too early and the risks that are there. So, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd give her a very high mark for, for today's performance. And just finally, there are some concerning figures from the Productivity Commission out today showing a continued decline in high school attendance and enrolments in tertiary study. Mm. study. It's actually something we're going to be talking about in depth after the news. But, I mean, from an economic perspective, what does this mean for our productivity if this trend continues? Look, this is really concerning. We know that when people don't finish school, they don't get as well-paying jobs, they're not as qualified, they're not as skilled, um, and it's it's a detriment to productivity, it's a detriment to overall growth. You, it, we spend more on um, social support services, we get less in tax revenue, so it's a disaster in the making. I hope, though, that this is a temporary decline that is, you know, something like we saw with the mining boom, that unemployment's been so low, perhaps people have made the decision to leave school a little bit earlier. I hope it is a temporary uh, trend and and, um, not a long-term one, as as is being suggested. Nikki Hartley, independent economist, always a pleasure. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Thank you.